Welcome back to another episode of My Streaming Bubble with me, Jen. And this is that little podcast where I talk about the shows that I love with the people I tolerate. Uh, back to be tolerated is my fancy friend, Meg. Hi. And she's back. And we are going to talk about Gilmore Girls Season 2. Focusing, try to focus mostly on Season 2. We'll see how that goes. So try to be a little less salty. <laughs> a little less salty. I found that, yeah, I wasn't quite as irritated. I mean, still kind of salty, but not as much. Still kind of salty, absolutely. <laughs> Lorelai is still really annoying, but... So season two, a lot happens. I do like, like I said, I do like this season. Um, some high points. Um, we start the season off with Lorelai being engaged to Max. I love Max Medina. Mm-hmm. And um, we get Jess Mariano. Yay! Yay! The bad boy. He, he, was kind of, he was like, I was not really thrilled with him for most of the season. I'm not going to lie. Again, it's that kind of being older now and just being like... You're naughty. Like you're a snot. Like, <laughs> you're you're just a shit. You're who goes to someone's house, steals their beer, and then has the gall to be a dick to them. Like, yeah. I mean, I I kind of like some of his little, you know, stealing the gnomes and just yeah. wreaking minor havoc and just mischief. Mischief. Damn delinquent. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Lorelai graduates. Richard gets fired and starts his own firm. The Bracebridge dinner. <laughs> and then one episode I do really like is the um, like mother like daughter where they yes. do the mother daughter fashion show. I think this uh, this season felt like we really kind of start seeing more of these softer moments between Lorelai and Emily. It's few and far between, but yeah, we kind of see how their relationship has two steps forwards and one step back. Yeah, and they they really keep that going for the entire series. Mm -hmm. So, how do you feel about this season? it i actually i enjoyed it more than season one i did not jump from season to season while i was watching it so i'm a bit less like, <laughs> i have a little bit more clarity <laughs> about this season than i did about season one um but i like that we get to like we get to know suki more and mm -hmm. michelle and suki and jackson get married that yep they're so cute yeah like i i just i love them so much so yeah, I liked it. I liked it a bit more. Yeah. Like I said, Jess was kind of irritating. I found myself very concerned to, like, side with Lorelai in some things. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like, after the car accident when she lost it all over Luke, I'm like, okay, I'm back to my comfort zone of Lorelai being yeah. unreasonable. I didn't, I didn't really like how she was very kind of bossy towards Luke on how to handle the whole Jess situation and right. acting like this kind of expert on parenting and you know and I you know yes she has a kid and so she does know more but it just felt so like listen to me I know what I'm talking about like it's one thing to give advice and to kind of help steer a friend mm -hmm. but I felt like there was just times where she was just like well don't do that and well but I also think she had a little bit of a point though because Luke was very in the beginning he was very much just kind of hands Luke like yeah he wasn't sitting there and it was so what was interesting for me with the season, too, is like I said, Jess was kind of irritating me in some parts and and I was agreeing with Lorelai in other parts, which felt weird. Icky. <laughs> um, but I also like and I think this is something that kind of came from being a parent. Um, I really, really felt for Jess 
in a really like especially after the car accident where Rory broke her wrist and mm-hmm. he has everyone literally everybody telling him that they hate him and they want him gone and his mom shipped him off and then Luke sends him off like I I really do feel for this kid like no one wants him mm-hmm. and no one is making even a little bit of a secret about not wanting him exactly I completely agree I did not it felt at one point in my notes I wrote like it felt very cultish this whole town mm-hmm. ganging up on him and then within that same scene because it there was um Babette and Miss Patty I think it was Babette mentioned something about having been in a cult or she makes yeah. a cult <laughs> reference and I was like somebody gets it <laughs> well and, but, and and it made me think more about Rory that she wouldn't stand for everyone bad mouthing Jess and mm-hmm. calling and and saying horrible things about him. Like that's that spoke that's for me is like okay, there's something that raising Rory right, and she's not like a bad kid. She's just an obnoxious character, You're right? Um, but the fact that she just kept not just the one outburst, but kept telling people it wasn't his fault. Yes, like he tried not to kill an animal like anybody would do. Mm-hmm. And I've had a broken wrist. It's not of a deal right and that was yeah i liked how she tried to defend and she tried to accept her role in mm. the accident being like no i you know i said we could go it was my car i said he could drive like all these things yeah. and then yeah just standing up for him and I, I thought that was like the most adult reaction anybody had right well and she's sitting here and, and i love that she wants to accept responsibility what kills me, and I love how mad she is that no one is letting mm-hmm. her accept responsibility. Like, not only is that demonizing Jess, but it's really infantilizing Rory. Absolutely. Like, of course, Rory, you could never do anything wrong. And it's just like, God, mm-hmm. what a boring person <laughs> you'd have to be <laughs> to, like, always be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did like that, um, you know, because Luke closed down the diner for a few days and went off fishing and that it was um Rory that was the one around when he showed up mm-hmm. and they had kind of not a lot of words but a nice little exchange where she's like it's not all Jess's fault yeah and Luke being Luke she's like he's like I know and then it was just silence and I think that was like the end of the episode but I just thought that was Rory needed that and and Luke needed that especially after yeah Lorelai like screeches in his face in the street and I and I understand I can would likely be just as hot headed and irrational right. and, and whatnot. But if that's also one of your best friends who is also missing his kid. his missing his and she doesn't even like ask. She Nothing. just attacks him. And and again, yeah, like it, it was just a broken wrist. We saw the damage to the car. It could have been a hell of a lot worse. Well, and I think you really see the difference in Lorelai and Luke and their esteem and respect for each other. Because the first thing Luke asks about with the accident is ask if Rory is okay. Mm-hmm. Once he knows that she is okay, then he really gets worked up and freaking out about Jess. And Lorelai does not care. Nope. Like, and I, I would think that being in the position that she was in, running away from home, not being accepted for who she is, that she would be more... A little more understanding. Understanding of Jess and, and kind of understand what where he's coming from and she does understand it she just doesn't care yeah and this is i feel like this season more than last season is when and it's not i don't even know if it's indeed dean's fault that i really started to get irritated with dean 
And I think so much of that was because Lorelai was like, Dean would never do this. Dean would never. And like, what is she, like, she keeps making him do stuff around the house for her. Like, mm-hmm. That's why she likes Dean so much, because he changes the water bottle and. Yeah, he can reach the light bulb. Yeah. <laughs> and he'll do it for her. Yeah. Without complaining, you know, like Luke tried to kind of hook Jess up with like a little bit of a job doing some work around Lorelai's house and everyone was reluctant. Well, not Luke, but you know, yeah, Jess and Lorelai were both just kind of like, eh. And they had a nice little moment kind of in Mm -hmm. there where they connected a little bit and then she saw him with Rory's bracelet, which, yeah, was kind of a crap thing to do, but it's not like he snuck around and stole it. He had no idea the significance for it. Mm -hmm. And it's not uncommon for someone who has a crush on somebody to take a little memento. (laughs) There's a whole giant scene in Pride and Prejudice where (laughs) there's always the little box of mementos. Well, yeah, and and we do see that, you know, they they both have their breakup boxes in the later seasons, and it's... We've all done that. Well, and once he realized how important it was and how upset Rory was that she didn't have it, he made sure she would be able to find it again. Yep. Which, but Lorelai doesn't see that. Mm-mm. She only sees the fact that he at one point took it. Mm-hmm. And it's just, Lorelai drives me crazy. <laughs> and I feel for Dean this season, too. Like, he knows he's losing Rory. Yeah. And his little panic um, calling 14 times in an hour and stuff like that, I felt like that was just so relatable because <laughs> I was that spaz kid too at one point. Like yeah. When you're afraid you're going to lose someone and it's so counterproductive that you do everything to keep them, but that's what ends up pushing them away. Yep. I, felt, yeah. I did feel for him. Yeah, there was, there was the one moment where Dean was talking to Lorelai and he was just like, she likes Jess, doesn't, doesn't she? Watching Rory and Jess through the window like a creeper, yeah. and <laughs> and I was just but like, but he had reasons to be jealous. Ab- yeah, he did. But I was just like, ah, it's probably the smartest thing Sam Dean has said <laughs> yet. Oh, Sam Dean. Oh, Sam Dean. But he did do the um, Rory's coming out. Yes, the big fancy thing. God, I don't, to be in a world where that's, like, expected of you. Yeah, that would be, I'm trying to think of any kind of equivalent to to that. I mean, the closest I could think is, like, just having a sweet 16 party and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Like, your first little forays into adulthood. Yeah. But that's, I mean, now they have those crazy sweet 16 parties. That stupid show. (laughs) (laughs) I watch it, I'm just like, what? I, I... yeah, the, the super sweet I was born, and... apparently, to the wrong... No, I wasn't. I was born to the best <laughs> parents ever. I love my parents very much, but they clearly need more money to Obviously. shower upon me. I, you know, I really could have used, like, a brand new sports car and then been an absolute shit about it. Right, <laughs> it's because the it's... Wrong because wrong color! Yeah, because the steering wheel, like, vein in it or something is the wrong color. What I need now is I need, like, a... 15 year or 10 year wedding party anniversary where everyone can come and buy me presents to replace the stuff that's now worn out from my wedding. (laughs) I like that idea. I thought of this because I need new cookware and I'm just like, (laughs) what can I do? Like to acquire forbid, new I cookware. Spend, well, it's one of those. It's one of those things where it's like I don't want to buy it myself. I want someone else to give it to me, but I don't want it as a gift. Like that's a crap gift. If yeah. my husband got me cookware as a birthday present, 
I would not be thrilled. No, that's you got to get something fun for birthdays. We're we're lucky because we have like Tim's mom and she's mm-hmm. always looking for stuff to buy us. And it's almost like if we don't give her ideas every once in a while, right. we end up with the most random shit. Well, what my mother-in-law does is she'll buy herself new, like weird, ele- kitschy electronic things and mm-hmm. stuff. Use them for about a month <laughs> and then send them to our house. And then she'll come to our house and be like, why is it so cluttered here? <laughs> Like, first, it's not. <laughs> Shut up. Second, <laughs> half of this shit is yours. Mm-hmm. Like, you got yourself a hoverboard. We don't have the hoverboard. Oh, yeah. But, and this woman, bless her heart, she can't go up and down stairs without hurting herself. Yeah. So she gets, like, these weird tricycle scooter things that she's like, this looks amazing. Nearly kills herself. And then, do you guys want it? No, no, no. You no. almost broke yourself. But sure, let me give it to my kids. <laughs> but anyway, that's, love it. that's a bit off topic. We had good Luke and Lorelai moments this season, too. We did have some good Luke the and Lorelai. Oh, yeah. And I like that, you know, they've obviously kept that around throughout the series. And you see it in the background several times. And they got, like, nice, pretty Well, and thingies. Suki and Jackson got married under it. I don't know if oh, you noticed, yeah. but they did. And one of the things I liked about um, Suki and Jackson getting married is uh, <laughs> Jackson being like freaking out because his dad gave him his wedding kilt. Yes. And it's like this passed down generational wedding kilt. Everyone's worn it. And I'm like, I love that it's it's the groom going through that versus, you know, the bride and the mom mm-hmm. and like an antique old frumpy looking dress or something because that's. Well, we see that a lot in shows where it's yeah wear this and it's like ew I can't and then they refashion it whatever but well and that does eventually happen right but, but it's I liked that it was for this moment that yeah. it was like yeah it killed kilts. me though that Man they kept kilts. calling it a skirt yeah They're like it's a <laughs> maybe it was a skirt because I'm sure Jackson wore underwear underneath it but that's kind of what the Scots like to joke about it's a kilt if yeah. you wear it the right way it's a kilt if you're wearing underwear <laughs> under it then it's a skirt. <laughs> <laughs> so Very I love true. that. Well, yeah, and so, but yeah, they got married under the hoopa, and we had the Tisket Tasket episode where mm-hmm. Luke got stuck buying Lorelai's mask. So I didn't understand like why you're gonna participate. Okay, so I do understand because like in the sense that like Miss Patty brought in a couple of randos to bid on Lorelai's basket. I love that she carries a picture of her around. That is super like weird. Her daughter. Yeah. I thought it was so funny. <laughs> get you a man. Oh, bless Miss Patty's heart. But then, you know, so I, I get it to a certain extent, but then it's like for you to just completely panic and then just beg Luke, you know, your friend to like bid on the basket. Yeah. Who are you know. expecting to bid on it? But I liked her reasoning though. Where she'd have someone bid on the basket, and then she would get them to do work. That's why she. That's oh, why. That's right. That's why um, Jess ended up cleaning her gutters is because she wanted someone to come. That's right. Bid on her basket. <laughs> and then I like that um, when it was I think Lane's basket and Kurt tried to bid on it, which is weird. Mrs. Kim just shoots him this death stare, like the Asian death yes. stare. And he retracts his bed. I was like, "That that stare is scary, Kirk." <laughs> well, and I feel I feel bad for Lane a lot in this season, but Me I also too. love kind of how she's growing, and we're kind of and we're gonna see her love of music mm-hmm. and that 
um, and the drums and stuff kind of grow, and I love that. But I felt so bad for her, and but With it was Henry. her own. It was her own doing. Yeah, it really was. Like I get it. And I just yeah, I felt I felt bad for her because yep, between the Henry thing and I agree that was her own doing. This is finally someone that like yeah, her mom would have approved of, and I can understand being having that not, not being not a big sale. Oh, yeah. For, for, <laughs> But she cut off her nose to spite her face, and yep. it made me so sad. Yep. And then she did um, the cheerleading thing, and then I got really mad at Rory at her like judgy bullshit, yeah, like not a being jerk a good thing friend. To do. And you know, as a former cheerleader, I took great personal offense to that. <laughs> I was never a cheerleader, but I, as someone who says whose motto is just to let people enjoy things, I took a lot of offense to that too. I was like. Just let people like what they like. I don't understand why that's so hard. Why you have to like, not even Rory, but just in general, why people feel the need to shit on something that someone likes Mm -hmm. for no, for the sake of shitting. Yeah. It just to make you, I'm on Twitter too much. (laughs) (laughs) No, no way. So it's funny that you talked about with Miss Patty setting Lorelai up. I'm not going to lie. I would not waste one of my good guy friends on Lorelai. (laughs) <laughs> like well, your big catch, yeah. Because Max was a catch, yeah. But I feel like they both should have seen. Like this should not have been a surprise to anyone. I feel like, and I don't know if you agree. If someone proposes to you and the answer is not yes immediately, mm-hmm. it's a no. Yeah. Like if if I don't understand, people like I have to think about it. It's like then your answer is no. Yeah. Well, and their relationship did move really fast and. You know, during our last discussion, the whole like the way the proposal happened during a fight and everything like these are not. Of course, you're going to get a you're not going to get a yes. You know, they had more time (laughs) than maybe. Well, he would have gotten a yes. But he did get a yes. An immediate yes. Yeah. But it just. It was one of I don't know. It was one of those things. So, yeah, she crushed Max. And I thought Mm -hmm. Paris was a bit of a an asshole to Rory yeah. making her do that interview. But I'm also glad that she did do that interview with Max because we did get a really nice scene and especially that part where she was like, I really wanted you to be my stepdad. Yep. We at least got closure with mm-hmm. Rory and Max and kind of yeah. their situation, relationship or whatever. And that's why you don't date your kids' teachers. Yes. Like I did there was like okay, so during her Lorelai's bachelorette party Mm -hmm. where we see that michelle can fucking shake it (laughs) he (laughs) loves to dance and i love dancing michelle and he was so offended that it wasn't a club (laughs) (laughs) he was because he was he came to dance but he still danced um and then you know and then she sneaks off and calls christopher because she's fucking weirdo but then Christopher, this has always offended me. Christopher makes some comment about Max's music collection oh. being, what is it, probably soundtracks and best ofs. I'm like, what's wrong with that? <laughs> Jen like, feels personally called out. Personally, at, from day one, the first time I saw that episode, I was like, fuck you, Christopher. There's nothing wrong with those because soundtracks, you get introduced to new artists, new music, new to you music, and then from there you can branch out and be like, hey, I really like that song by that artist. What else do they sing? Right. It's a it's a gateway album. <laughs> I completely agree. And without soundtracks, I wouldn't be constantly washing my hands to One Day More from Lemiz these days. <laughs> 
you know, like that. But speaking of Chris, I actually felt for Chris this season, too. I 100% was Team Chris when Laura, when after meeting Sherry, Laura was like, I always kind of thought in the back of my mind it would be you and me, but I'm so happy you're in this relationship, and now I can try and move on from you and blah, blah, blah. And I was Team Christopher when he was like, fuck you. Yeah. How dare you do this to me? Like, what the audacity of Lorelai to do this to him when he's happy and he's got his shit together. Right. Like, like he needs your blessing for you to finally be comfortable with him moving on for you to move on. Or like he finally moves on. Like that's the worst kind of woman too. I'm Mm -hmm. sorry. You, they've always had this thing, but he, they've this tension or whatever. And I, that's an understandable thing to feel and want to work through, Mm -hmm. but you don't tell him that you don't put that shit on him. No. Like, Especially she tells him she sabotaged happy. all of her relationships because of him. What a shitty thing to say to somebody. Yeah. Like, I agree. So, and and I did. He did do a lot of growing this mm-hmm. season. He grew up a lot. He was back in his kid's life, which was great. Yeah. Making those attempts. I didn't like that, you know, he and Sherry, they had that argument. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember if they had, like, officially broken up when he... Sherry was on a trip, so he took off and, and went to Lorelai. Went ran down to Lorelai, and then they sleep together uh, the night before Suki's wedding and everything. And they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna give this a shot." And blah blah blah. I'm like, "I'm sorry," because I was. It's kind of a background rewatch because yeah. I'm so familiar, so I kind of miss. I'm like, "Wait, did he say he was officially broken up with Sherry, or did she just like fuck a man who's in a complicated relationship?" Right? You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just like. Should that be all that surprising? But well, I mean, so I was so in that sense, I'm like, OK, so Lorelai during her bachelorette party, in a sense, runs to Christopher mm-hmm. via phone call. And because something doesn't feel right, she feels uneasy about it, not super comfortable, 100 percent. And then things get rocky between Christopher and Sherry. And his first thing is to run off to Lorelai. Yeah. It's well, like, and, and you get the sense that this is the pattern that they've yes, had. Yes. Yep. Since they were 16. But I thought the shittiest thing about that. Like, you're two adults. You want a bone and be dishonest. Fine. Mm-hmm. But then they bring Rory into it and get her thinking that this is something that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And Emily, too. And um, Yeah. Like, every. And I mean. They go w- full-blown married couple. Yeah. And I assume. Okay. So for for Lorelai to come <laughs> to come out to Emily of, you know, like, oh, I think this is going to this yeah. is going to happen. Like, she had to have been, like, really sure about that. Or just a complete idiot with her head in the clouds kind of a moment. Otherwise, knowing their relationship, why would you just straight up tell Emily something she's really been wanting to hear for, like, 16 years? Well, and I think it's kind of both. I think it was a bit of head in the clouds and a bit of really being sure of it. And, yeah, but then Sherry winds up pregnant. Mm Mm-hmm. And... Like, I can't even, like, I can't, honestly, I can't be mad at Christopher for not wanting to abandon another child. Yeah. And I get that. But then to try and, he he still could have been an active parent, mm-hmm. you know, and we do see in the later seasons, he, he is. And so he does get his comeuppance a little bit for. Yeah. <laughs> but it, karma comes for him. But it's like this idea of like, well, I'm going to go back and try and make things work with her yeah. because of the kid. It's like, okay, I understand that you have to go back and try and and, and talk about things and figure yeah. it out. But it's like, man, and then he just bails out during the wedding. 
Yeah. And like well, right before every, you know, just got well, and worse than like worse than him and Lorelai breaking up, and that's why it, it irritated me that they immediately tell Rory and and stuff because then she gets her heart broken mm-hmm. and she has to watch him be the dad to another kid that she never had. Yep. And then she kisses Jess. Yeah. The big old smooch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was she was really kind of cute when um he showed up and she's all stuttery, stammering. What, what, what are you doing here? And then she just like, dives at his face. Mm-hmm. I thought that was. It's like, what do you cute. think he's doing here, you silly dummy? <laughs> <laughs> but then, because we also see, you know, with Rory and and Jess, uh, Rory misses Lorelai's graduation. That was a good episode. That was a good episode, and I liked I liked those moments with Richard and Emily and Lorelai. And then I forgot Seth MacFarlane had like a bit part in that scene in that episode. Asshole. He's such an asshole in that scene. It was great. Little rich girl, like, fuck <laughs> off. Like, I was doing something, and I'm like, is that Brian, Brian Griffin? <laughs> <laughs> and I turned around, I was like, holy shit, I forgot he was in this. That's my dog. <laughs> So, but I love, you know, Rory goes to Richard and Emily and she's like, mom's graduating Mm -hmm. and she didn't want to tell anybody, blah, blah, blah. You know, you guys should still show up. And like the proud parents, the proud mom that Emily was and shows up with like a documentary crew. Overboard. (laughs) Bless bless her white privilege heart. She. She was happy and excited, and she celebrated it in an Emily way, which was embarrassing for Lorelai, and I I get it. Well, I, I'm so happy that Rory went to them behind mm-hmm. Lorelai's back, because Lorelai does this a lot, especially with her parents. She makes assumptions about how someone's going to feel and react, mm-hmm. and she just decides to never give them that option. Yeah. She never gives them a chance to prove her wrong or prove her right she's just decided that this is what it's going to be and that's it and she decided that her parent it would be humiliating for her parents to see her graduate from business school yep and i i don't understand how (laughs) it because it's not it it wasn't part of their plan right it's not from harvard or anything like that but i i did like that scene too where where rory goes to them and, you know, Emily's about ready to get all pissy pants. Like, oh, she didn't tell us? How dare she not tell us? And mm-hmm. then Rory being like, well, she didn't think you guys would want to go and, you know, all this stuff. And you see you see their the looks on their faces change from being starting to get annoyed to, like, hurt in this, like, realization that they're they're the reason why yeah. Lord well, I di- didn't tell them. Yeah, and it's not the first time we see that when... Mm-hmm. In the early part of the season, when Suki calls Emily about Lorelai yes. and Max's wedding shower. Yeah. And after Richard had been so horrible to Dean, you guys are supposed to be old money. Have better manners. Like, that's, that's they can afford to not have better manners. But normally you have, like, normally it's the Emily style yeah. of cool politeness. Yeah. And you know, like, you know. But it's not outright animosity mm-hmm. with them folk. Yeah. You know, with all my experience with super rich. <laughs> I have a lot of experience with super entitled white folk. <laughs> rich or not. <laughs> right? Oh, God. No shit. <laughs> but when Emily tells Richard to call Rory and apologize because, and the reason why was because mm-hmm. 
their daughter got engaged and it's gotten to the point where their wedding shower is happening and mm-hmm. she didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. And to have that realization that there's such a disconnect between their lives. And that's kind of a common theme throughout the entire series. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because we see that, too, during um, like after Rory had broken her wrist, mm-hmm. you know, and they go to Richard's new business opening thing, office opening, grand opening. And it's like you didn't think tell Richard and Emily about her wrist before showing up to the thing with her wrist in a cast. Well, because Rory's <laughs> so precious. So precious. A broken wrist. Okay. She's going to die of the vapors. <laughs> <laughs> she's so delicate. <laughs> but something else I wanted to say, I forgot, but it'll probably come back to The me. mother-daughter fashion show. Well, and I love the mother-daughter fashion she show. Was, Emily was so She was cute. so ex- Yes, she was. She was like super into it and just like bopping her shoulders and just kind of like <laughs> strutting her stuff and and Lorelai went along with it and it was again it's just it's nice to it's nice to see those little moments yeah and then kind of sticking with Emily when Mia the the owner of the, the inn the independence inn uh, comes back and Mia and Emily finally meet face to face yeah I liked that scene I like that Emily was not shy about her feelings on it and also not too proud to ask for pictures. Yeah. I see. And that's the thing is like, I can't, I can't really think I can't imagine being like Lorelai and Rory mother daughter relationship with mm-hmm. my kids, but I also can't imagine being so disconnected from my kids that I don't have pictures of them. Yeah. As they're growing. My, like my 11 year old doesn't want me taking pictures of her right now because <laughs> she's 11. Mm hmm. And she, I'll, I'm also forbidden to post on Facebook anything about her. Oh, yes. yeah. Fun she's, age. She's not happy. Well, and I get, I get <laughs> that. They're entitled to privacy. Absolutely. But you know what we haven't talked about? Hmm. The Bracebridge dinner. Ooh, let's talk about the Bracebridge With, dinner. Um, what is it? Oh. Rune? Yes. <laughs> um, let's do a quick pause. I got to take a quick break. And then we'll do Bracebridge dinner and et cetera. Etc. Etc. And, and we're, we're back. And we're back. We're back. We gotta get our gotta get the podcast. <laughs> we gotta, voice going. We gotta get our NPR voices back. Yes. Hello and this welcome will back. Last about fifteen seconds. Mm-hmm. Now we're gonna talk about the Bracebridge dinner. Oh, that Bracebridge dinner. I Horse feel like drawn. we should be saying sweaty balls. <laughs> <laughs> I could say sweaty balls. Sweaty balls. Okay, that's probably weird. Anyway. <laughs> Just imagine someone with an earbud in their <laughs> ear, just hearing you going, sweaty balls. <laughs> sweaty balls. They're whispering. So the Bracebridge dinner. The inn is hosting a big dinner for like a corporate getaway or something, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like this weird, apparently it's a yearly thing. And it's a weird like 15th century shindig. Yeah. So they're all, um, so they're all like in character. Well, not all of them. Well, they're but supposed to hire actors yeah. to come and be, and then there's a snowstorm, so everyone cancels. Yep. Like, you so guys I, are in New England. How The storm has to be, like, bad. I didn't look. I mean, they were still able to do their horse-drawn carriage It was drive. a dusting. So maybe it was just bad at the airport. Maybe Stars Hollow gets a whole other... Maybe the Bracebridge dinner people were big pussies where they were coming from. West Coasters and... <sighs> They don't Hippies. know snow. Boston Catholics, 
and yeah, and we're in Wisconsin, and shit just does not get canceled unless it's apocalyptic. Yeah, you know, that is true. Although I've noticed ever since we had like our one year where we got over a hundred inches of snow, mm-hmm. and they were a little slow on canceling things yeah. or de- you know s- school delays and whatnot. Um, I felt like the state got a lot of shit for that, and then now ever since they're almost trying to make up for it where. They cancel or I, I understand, you know, when we had like the negative 40 wind chill, chills and everything. Yeah. And I like I, like I said, I get that. But it just felt like there were certain times, too, where I'm just like, mm, see, it wanted made me sad. So where I work, I have to go drive into the office one day a week. Otherwise, I work from home. But there's a weather status line. So if the weather's not great, you can call and see if the office is open or if you're allowed to work from home that day. Okay. Since most people I work with don't work from home as often as I do. They usually work one or two days a week from home. Mm-hmm. And I work four. And every single Tuesday when I had to go to the office this winter, it did not matter what the weather looked like because that's when I have to drive to the office. And I just don't want, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to drive. I don't want to drive 10 <laughs> miles, 15 miles to work. I don't want to put on pants, take a shower. Gross. Ugh. So every day I would call to see <laughs> if there was a chance I could work. I swear it could be in May. Or July in nice out, and I'm like, <laughs> and I, and I told my supervisor this, and she thought it was the funniest thing. <laughs> she was like, Megan, <laughs> it's 46 degrees out. <laughs> what are you thinking? But meanwhile, when we had that massive flooding, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't call. I drove into work, and I could have worked from home, and I was so mad. Oh at shit. You fucked Which up. is why I started calling every Tuesday. Every, <laughs> every single Tuesday. Just to make sure. Because the rain wasn't that bad when I was driving into work. But apparently, like, the Costco near my work was an island. and No, not even an island. Flooded. Yep. <laughs> and that was three blocks from my work, and I just... Doop, 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 doop. <laughs> it's fine. It's just rain. The water's a little deep here, but I can make it with my SUV. It's a little deep here. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Anyway, so... <laughs> Breeze Bridge. Breeze Bridge. It's okay. It all relates. It does. Because we're talking about bad travel. <laughs> That's exactly it. Perfect. Um, and Jackson ends up playing Squire Breeze. No, not Squire. Like the hen. Lord Bracebridge or something Lord, like that. Yeah. And Rune is his Squire. Yes. And so they do like, they invite like the whole town because it's, you know, within walking distance of this terrible snowstorm. Within horse-drawn carriage. Horse-drawn carriage. Richard and Emily show up because, you know, they were able to make it down from... Hartford. I was going to say Connecticut. They made it from Connecticut. They made it all the way from Connecticut to Connecticut. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Everything in Connecticut's fairly close, though. It's a pretty small state. Yeah. Hence the magic... Rory's magic bus. Yeah, the magic... The magic bus. Not Miss Frizzle's magic bus. I'm just waving my hand like in a chopping motion so she understands what I'm saying. Yes. I like <laughs> that it's a 20-minute drive to Emily and Richard's house, but a 30-minute bus ride. 30-minute bus ride. What bus goes from Stars Hollow anywhere? Yeah, no shit. They're lucky they even have a bus. <laughs> they have a She's... bus that goes to New York City. From... Who is getting on a bus in New York City to go, go to Stars to Hollow? Stars Hollow? Lori, like, well, I heard they had a hay bale maze. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. 
All of amazing. All of Taylor's super exciting town events. Mm-hmm. The mayor is now dead. We see that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. No mention of a mayor. Still in the gazebo. Still under the gazebo. <laughs> oh, and then we do. I know we're kind of breaking from Bracebridge a little bit, but. I like that uh, we took a break before we did Bracebridge and then we just haven't. We're just like, yay, Bracebridge. It. Anyways. <laughs> yep, that's it. That's but, the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Um, the end. Thanks for listening. Now, <laughs> But during one of like the town halls, I can't remember which one, but we meet uh, Bootsy and we see Bootsy and Luke's rivalry. Yes. And I love their little snips back and forth. And they argue about who's older by a couple of months. And this has gone on forever. Their whole fucking lives. Their whole lives. Small town life. That's what it is. When you're like born and raised in an area, yep. you're going to have those kind of relationships with people. Well, and I love and I love the season. We see so many so much of the side characters and stuff like the produce guy, the farmer's market hair suit guy that Taylor got so mad about because yeah. he had Brussels sprouts and Taylor didn't. And <laughs> that guy's got to watch out and watching Luke because Luke is still pretty much a side character. Still a little bit. He's mm-hmm. a little more. We all know he's endgame yep. for Lorelai. But he, him buying an entire building that his diner is in just so he doesn't have to have Taylor be his landlord. Yep. And then he takes that opportunity to expand Jess's room yes. with a sledgehammer. And then I love that, too, because at first they were looking for places. Mm-hmm. Um, and then during that whole thing, they're like, and hold hands and skip. and. <laughs> So when Luke busts in after he buys the property, um, sledgehammers the wall, hands it to Jess. He's like, there's your room. And then he's like, when you're done, we can hold hands and skip afterwards. Well, although I think it's weird that he didn't already own that building or that his dad didn't buy. Like, they've been in that storefront for decades. Yeah, but if if Luke's dad is anything like Luke, I can assume like. No, he is more like Uncle Louie. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's right, because Uncle Louie died. Buried with all his baseball cards. <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't, that was one of my favorite parts with Lorelai, though, and she's just like, <laughs> we can get people to come and sit on the top of the casket. Mm-hmm. Like it's to a suitcase. It. <laughs> There's a person <laughs> buried with all of his shit. There's a person. But then the town comes together, and they share their favorite Uncle Louie stories. Well, is that the right I, episode? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. One, it was really when kind else of. else died, right? No, that's when. And it was it was a sad episode, too, in a little bit, where you see, not even so much sad, but no one is going to the funeral. Mm-hmm. He couldn't even get the reenactors. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm sorry, that made me really upset. Like, you may have hated Louis, but. Do it for Luke. Exactly. And then eventually the town does come together. Yeah. And, and supports Luke. Because you don't go to the funeral. Just a PSA, guys. You don't go to a funeral for the dead person. Yeah. That's not why you're there. You're no. there for the people that you love who loved that person. I've been to funerals of people I've never met in my entire life. Yep. You you go you go there to support the people that are forced to stand there and talk to every goddamn person that comes through during the wake. Ugh. It's very exhausting. Very, like, the last thing I want to do. Yeah. It sucks. It's not great, but... I mean, yeah, and do, no though? one's happy to be there. Like, no. no. Like, it's like, great to see you. <laughs> oh, look at the flowers. It's awful. <laughs> it's awful. 
it's so awkward. It's hard to make small talk beside a casket in the receiving line and be like, how are you doing? Terrible. I'm doing great. Yeah. You know. (laughs) Yeah. Uncle Louie's next to me. Oh, I've had better days. No shit. Like, uh, it's. Like, things have been better. I'm like, well, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And Um, then you're like, it's so good to see you. But. It's. But Bracebridge. Yeah. So (laughs) real quick, kind of going back to Bracebridge, there's the moment where, and I've always loved this little moment, and it's um, Emily and Lorelai and and Rory all in one room, and Emily's in the bathroom in front of the mirror, and Lorelai's in front of like the little vanity mirror thing, and they both put on their their night cream, and they do a couple of dabs here and a couple of dabs there, and then just kind of step away, tilt their head back, just, I don't know, make sure that it's all evenly spread. They don't have giant globs yeah. on their face. But their whole mannerisms and everything of what they do and then Rory has that moment of like, oh, it's my future. And then Lorelai <laughs> has that brief moment of like, oh my god, I did exactly what my mom did. How dare. I loved that moment. I love that scene. That's one of my favorite Gilmore girl scene because when you got all three Gilmore girls, mm-hmm. we see that some things are just inevitable <laughs> in terms of Repeating what your parents do, like whether you intend to. That <laughs> exactly. Lorelai and Rory, when you realize, fuck, I've turned into my mom. Yep. <laughs> that was an awkward hiccup burp. Hiccup. 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 Although watching that made me realize I have a really terrible like nighttime skincare routine for a woman my age, apparently. Like I just wash my face. I don't have like a bunch of serums and I don't take thirty five <laughs> minutes. To like, get ready for bed. Yeah. But I'm in my mid-30s now. I really should. At least Before you wash your face, Before things start though. to sag. I, uh, I've only recently started any kind of face wash regimen. Because one, I just, I've started washing my face. Never used <laughs> to do that. Um, yeah. When you wear a lot of black eye makeup, <laughs> pillows look pretty gross in the morning. <laughs> just the, It's from the tears. Oh, and then just the eye boogers. Anyways, so, <laughs> and I use, I use like all Aveeno products because I really like them mm-hmm. and I, I've always had issues with my skin and, yeah. you know, combination dry, patchy, oily, takes care of like, all of that. I have pretty good skin for a 35 year old. Yeah, you do. Woman. You know, I don't have like a lot of wrinkles or anything like that yet. 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 Let I me got... hang out in the sun a little bit more. <laughs> I get I like the crow, you know, because I'm always smiling and laughing. I'm a happy person. <laughs> Jesus Christ. One other thing that happens in the season. Yes. It was kind of one of the things that you I know I said before we bonded over this episode or, or this show um, through my husband, like meeting through my husband. Mm-hmm. I think in this season, I think it's how you realized that Marty had watched the Gilmore Girls with the oi with the poodles already. Yes, because that's the season. My husband still says that. Oi with the poodles. Oi with the poodles already. And you overheard him saying it at work or something, and you're like, <gasps> you like gophered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds like me. <laughs> I talk as if I was there. But I've heard that story. So Bracebridge, Jenna. <laughs> Oh, because then we also find out that Richard retired retired without telling Emily for nope. who knows how long. So yeah, so that's why that's why Emily was in 
Lorelai and Rory's room because Richard and Emily got into a fight and but then they made up and everything was fine mm-hmm. and and then we see later on that um Richard helps Rory with like a school project and gets a little too into a it. Bit. It's nice to see grandparents so take an active role yeah. and participate in their child's well, education. And it's nice to see Emily being driven slightly mad little <laughs> by little yeah. by Richard being home. They they love each other so much, he and you see it. Every, I'll go with you to the hairdresser. She's like, no, and then she calls Lorelai, please. <laughs> she voiced her dinner. I I really did love. It. I love Emily this season. We you know we we haven't talked about uh, there's the rub when they go to their spa weekend. Yeah, Lorelai, bless her, so carefully and misguidedly crafts the entire weekend. So she and Emily don't spend any time together. Mm-hmm. And how naive does she have to be <laughs> to think for one second? So she spends, I think, probably what ended up being like, I would assume, hours mm-hmm. scheduling and calling and plotting. Like she calls and gets them all scheduled for all their stuff just for Emily to do what she wants. She like, comes no. into the massage table, massage room or whatever, or. She just called yeah. him and he's like, it's so weird. Just schedule us all for the same stuff. And like everything <laughs> that Lorelai planned, meticulously, Emily just in one fell swoop shits all over. Yep. I just, I, I love the moments where we get to see Emily be very kind of cute. Yeah. And excited. Like her love of this robe. Yeah. And her like, you're not wearing your robe? Put on your robe. <laughs> Where are your slippers? Where are the slippers? <laughs> It's so cute. Or how excited she was, like, eating steak when they they broke out. Yeah. And I don't blame her. Cause... Oh, God, that menu sounded terrible. Oh. And so, yeah, and they and then they ate dinner at the bar. Yes, like <gasps> a couple of trollops. Like the, oh, the lipstick. Um, trollop, charlatan. Vicious. Vicious, vicious trollop. trollop. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, Emily's like, into it she's like kind of into the vicious trollop lipstick for a minute a little reluctant but just kind of they're bonding and they're having a good time and it's such a good episode it's a good episode to kind of encapsulate what Lorelai and Emily's entire relationship I think for Lorelai's whole life has been like there's reluctance to do something together and then or reluctance on Lorelai's part to Mm -hmm. do stuff together and they start and they go and they have this bonding moment and things end up being really really fun Mm -hmm. and then with little to no warning, there's a turn. Mm-hmm. And then it all kind of, and this is like two steps forward, one steps back. Because Emily dances with a man. Ooh. But he got really like inappropriately fresh with her. Yeah. Like she's clearly married. She talked about her husband. Mm-hmm. The first dance, I feel like that's fine. Sure. But then he like yeah, he was he was a creep. The men in this show, other than Luke, are creepers. M- Luke and Michelle are not creepers. And, and Jackson. Taylor and Taylor. No. Okay, no, Taylor's, no, a, Taylor's a serial killer. <laughs> Taylor killed the mayor. <laughs> but yeah, because they so this the steakhouse is bar or whatever. It's a it's a sixty forty bar. So it's men and their like older men and slightly younger women. Twenty years is more than slightly. Twenty years, but it's like we're almost forty. I know. Ugh. Imagine boning but a sixty-year-old dude right now. Depends ugh. on the sixty-year-old dude. I guess. <laughs> I gotta think of six. I don't know. Now I have to think. I'd have to do some googling, but like, I'm sure there are. Google some. I'm sure there are. I'm wondering how old George Clooney is. Except George Clooney was ruined for me. <laughs> Who ruined him for you? 
uh, my friend who mentioned that he looked an awful lot like my father-in-law. Oh, that's me. That's, uh, it was a mutual friend of Marty and mine. It was like, oh, he looks a lot like your brother-in-law. And I'm like, fuck you. He's like, and we're done. Ian. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And he did it specifically. He's like, he like heard me think, say, and this was many years ago, heard me say George Clooney is hot. And he was like, he looks a lot like your father. <laughs> did that shit on purpose. Like he ruined baby names for me on purpose. <laughs> all around You're a, good, a great friend. I was gonna say all around a great friend. <laughs> <laughs> I mean he is. <laughs> but either but, way. But the Brace Bridge dinner. <laughs> yes, the Brace Bridge dinner. Squire. <laughs> um But no, Emily getting sixty forty. And so when Rory points out that she just got sixty forty, Emily's just offended because we know Emily has no intentions whatsoever to cheat on Richard or intentionally right. flirt with anybody or anything like that. So she's just very upset. And that's and that's two steps back. That's their two steps back yeah. moment. Because then Emily storms off and Lorelai has to chase her down. I thought Lorelai did a really great job in this um, episode and scene when she goes back to the spa place. And Emily's packing everything yeah. up and... You know, Lorelai stays relatively cool-headed and everything and then decides instead of like getting mad and storming off or both leaving angry, they're going to have this moment where they're going to steal the robes. Yeah. Steal the robes. She's like, I'm folding it up and I'm putting it in my bag. What are you going to do? Vicious trollop or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And Emily, again, she gets that like really excited look in her eyes. She's like, okay, I'll be right back. She's like, oh, I can't believe I'm doing this. Well, and you can see how much she really wants to bond with. And she even talks about it. She go, she she wants something closer to what Rory and Laurel mm-hmm. I have. She wants to be friends with her daughter. And I think that's something that I think people kind of take for granted if they get along with their parents. Like, I'm friends with my parents. Mm-hmm. And I have been, I mean, once that shift changes and you're on equal footings. Yeah. But she just does not know how. Like, yeah. Like, she was not raised that way. No. And I'm just going to throw it here. So I looked for our 60-year-old actors. The first one that came up was Kevin Spacey. So, <laughs> Oh, no. Google, do better. <laughs> Listen, okay. Dave Coulier. Hey, cut you it uncle, out. You and Uncle Joey. <laughs> I hear Alanis Morissette says he's really into some weird shit. You know, movie theater, <laughs> getting it on. Alexander. Tom hey. Arnold. <laughs> oh, Val Kilmer, but I don't want oh, Val Kilmer today. No. Give me, like, Top Gun Val Kilmer, but he's not 60. <laughs> yeah, no, we have to go, like, today. Ooh, Ken Watanabe. He's cute. Oh, okay. I could, I could take that. Emma Thompson, I wouldn't, yeah. I would. She's a beautiful woman. I don't play for that team, but there's. I mean, nothing, I could like, under the right circumstances. There's, there's, <laughs> Kevin, I saw Kevin Spacey as the first one. I'm like, well, that's a big nope. What <laughs> is wrong with your Google? <laughs> Ooh, Liam Neeson. He's older than sixty, but he could get it. I guess. okay. If yeah, I, yeah. If, I, if this age bracket, I gotta. Yeah, there's not. Bruce Willis. Yeah. Eh. So Bracebridge dinner. Bracebridge dinner. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that we didn't talk about as far as Rory's gra- or Lorelai's graduation, though, when Rory missed, like, 
Mm-hmm. Rory makes some bad choices, but she's a kid. We, you know, yeah. I like it when Rory makes some bad choices that aren't like harming everybody around her. Kind of mm-hmm. not having an affair, yeah. Kind of yep. bad choices, but just regular kind of teen choices of skipping school and going to to New York with mm-hmm. the best of intentions of making it back and just. That's a classic everything, teenager move. Yes, yeah. everything works against it. This is like when I snuck, like my friend and I told our parents that we were sleeping over at each mm-hmm. other's house. I think, I don't know if I even mentioned this last time. Yeah. 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 It's like that. <laughs> yep. That's like my big moment as a teenager. I didn't do a, I think you I should bring it up when we talk about season three too. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't make a lot of bad choices when I was a kid, but her whole like, after Lorelai comes home and Rory is sitting there and Rory knows. Mm-hmm how bad she fucked up yeah and she goes no dinner no water no food I'm just lock she me in my room take all my books away freaks blah, blah. out i felt so bad for rory i'm like i did it was it was it it made me and it kind of portrays how much pressure this kid puts on herself yeah like yeah you fucked up you messed up but it's not like it's, it's not, not you're okay you're yeah. safe and it's not the end of the world but i love lorelei's i actually loved lorelei's response to it when she was like well let's go out to dinner Mm-hmm. And Rory's like, I don't deserve dinner, and blah blah blah. And I was like, You're right, but I do. <laughs> but come on, that's Lorelai for it. <laughs> but I, I excellent I point. Like no, I completely that, agree. Normally, no, it sounds I, really selfish and mm-hmm. shitty. But, but this moment, she did. She it that was for her. It was Lorelai's moment. She earned it. She yeah. deserved it. As much as I will likely continue to shit on Lorelai, <laughs> there are moments where yeah, I completely agree, and I agree she handled that that situation very well. She saw the panic and stressiness within Rory and knew that making it feeding into that yeah. wasn't going to make it any better. Yeah. And so she just kind of let Rory rant and, and, and get go it on. all like Rory had clearly rehearsed this and, mm-hmm. and sometimes as a parent, sometimes the up, this sounds terrible, but sometimes the guilt and upset and shame that your kids feel when they know they do something wrong is punishment enough. Yep. Because like, you know they feel terrible. And just piling that on them isn't going right, to help adding anything. Adding a punishment on top of what they're already doing to themselves mm-hmm. is not helpful. Because clearly they're punishing. They've learned the lesson. Yep. And <laughs> it's and it's kind of like a proud parenting moment in that. Right. <laughs> oh, look, my kid is just beating herself up. She's yeah, right. all fucking mess i did something right she feels the shame she should feel (laughs) but i mean it is because then you're like they they've learned again teenagers fuck up they're gonna make poor decisions that's not just teenagers i'm learning no except me oh of course not i did that one thing that one thing that one time (laughs) you did like the classic teenager thing yes so Bracebridge dinner. So Bracebridge dinner. You know who we haven't talked much about? That was Paris this season. We need to talk about Paris, Paris and, and the and Puffs. The Puffs. <laughs> oh, cool band How? name. I'm sorry, but what a lame whole thing. <laughs> like the Puffs. I... It, it, I'm sure it's like the skull and crossbones kind yeah. of thing or whatever, but... Something Rory did for Paris, a little bit for herself after mm-hmm. being pressured by Headmaster Charleston. To I, get involved. To get involved in shit. That's me as a parent. Like, <laughs> But of all the things to get involved with, like you couldn't have picked chess club or something. Or debate the de- DECA. Ex- yeah. You know, and so. But and then, then she becomes vice president. 
Mm-hmm. And I, oh my God, and I've got some, there were some great Paris quotes with the whole running for president, uh, class president thing. <laughs> the first one was when she's talking to Madeline and Louise after they've pulled the student body. She's like, I'm sorry, have I ever been mistaken for a patient person? <laughs> And then the other one, when they're talking about the things that the student body likes about Paris and what they believe and then electability. Yeah. Paris says, you mean people would rather vote for a moronic twink who they liked over someone who can actually do the job? And I sat there and I was like, yes, Paris. Yeah, I feel like. We we did. We're living in that hell. We did. Paris predicted the future. God damn it. Another quick prediction is at some point, Rory makes a joke about Brad um, Brad and Jennifer Aniston breaking up. And Lorelai responds with, bite your tongue. So I had to look it up. Uh, Brad and Jen broke up in 2005, and this season aired in 2002. Oh, they cursed them. They cursed them. The the Gilmore Girl curse. Bracebridge dinner, man. I'm telling you. (laughs) (laughs) That's just going to be. That's it now. Just Bracebridge. Yeah, so Paris becomes a puff. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's not like I think it was really nice of Rory to do, and and I lo- I'm still loving to watch Rory and Paris's relationship. That friendship is a really fun one to kind mm-hmm. of see grow and evolve because Paris and, is. And I think Paris pretty much nails it when she's like begging Rory to be her vice president. Yeah, that's that's it right there. And that like scene. Birds dressed in the morning. <laughs> one of my favorites she's like great now show up tomorrow you know preferably pigtails <laughs> so yeah so there's so the brace bridge dinner and these puffs <laughs> so brace bridge Good god <laughs> I, but that is just a stupid like okay here's my thing with the mm-hmm. maybe it's because we've seen other episodes and we've seen like a legit kind of secret society mm-hmm. storyline I don't. So the puffs sit together at a table, mm-hmm. and, and then that's and it. that's it. they're the mean girls of Chilton, right? But why do An they organized. have to have a club, a secret club that no one's allowed to talk about? Like, what do you guys do? Like, is that, it a book club? You know, it's not. That's a really good question because we really only see them, like in that episode. Do they I come back? We again? see Francie a little bit more oh, when there's the big like prom debacle or debacle yeah. on and stuff like that. But more, but that's more just like Francine and not Francine and the Puffs or yeah. But we don't. Yeah, it's kind of a little thing that's left hanging. But yeah, they sit together. They have a secret society. My so it's a little sorority kind of thing mm-hmm. where I guess it's networking when you get older. But I. It must be a culture thing because I'm like, I, I it don't has understand. To be. Like, I'm not sitting here and be like, my BFFs from high school, from like freshman year <laughs> in high school, and be like, hey, can you get me a job? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't, I don't get it. No. Oh, but we got to see Barbara Boxer when, oh no, I'm just kidding. That's season three. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> we were so close. No, we, we've jumped a little bit, but not. As much as the last episode. Oh man, I'm so sorry, everybody. <laughs> oh, it's that was. I felt you're not really apologizing cathartic. to me. It felt really cathartic, though, <laughs> to get like all of that out. It really did, because it oh, needed to be said. It did. I I had so much rage <laughs> during that last rewatch. Less so this time around. Yes, <laughs> just slightly. But um, you know, with the brace bridge dinner and all. Yep, the brace. It just it. It just really pulled the season together. 
<laughs> so what was your favorite episode this season? Maurice Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see, the one with a film by Kirk. I loved that episode so much too. Like they're they're being such snobs about the movie, which I get. Mm-hmm. The Yearling every year. Yeah, I don't know if if you've seen The Yearling. No, I did look it up, and there's okay. So, but I was it's like, oh, like that's not old mine. Yeller, but yeah. sadder because it's a baby deer. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like the dog is sad, but there's a little baby deer. But oh, they're such snobs so about it, and then they have to go <laughs> through. Like I loved it so much. That was one of my favorite parts. Was <laughs> and Taylor's like told you so kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fantastic. Well, it's either that or he murders them and buries and them buries under the them with the mayor under the gazebo. Yes, he's buying Which, up the whole town. He could be the mayor. Could be in any one of these properties that Taylor is buying up. <gasps> he's buying them up so he can bury more people. Mm-hmm. Who else goes missing? Everyone. Everyone. <laughs> Eventually. Um. But yeah, there is just like these little moments, some of the writing, some of the lines, like when when Lorelai's helping Richard build his new office, establish his office and his new business, and Richard being so out of touch, he doesn't know things like staples exist. That was a fun shopping trip. Yeah, and it, it was nice. It, again, it's nice to see Laura. God, I'm fucking old. There's parent moments are beautiful. But it was... <laughs> so disgusted that she is like such a coffee snob and she's in there and she picks the KitchenAid coffee maker. Yeah. Like your father is has more money than God and you buy him like some bullshit because it's red. Oh yeah. It's not even a Cuisinart like you can't. Mm-mm. That man deserves a bun. <laughs> <laughs> He'll probably replace it. It He'll have to because it's a fucking kitchen aid it, and yeah. it'll break in three weeks. It's true. I've gone through a lot of kitchen aid <laughs> coffee makers. Like that's my rage for this season. But Lorelai makes Richard buy a kitchen aid. Just the shittiest coffee like maker. A, oh, that and don't forget like, like the tiny cup. cups of coffee and then asking for the carafe. So when they're met when they're Luke is still gone after the whole Jess thing. Yeah. Or they're in a Lorelai and, and Luke have not made up, so they go to the other diner. And the coffee is terrible, and they whine about the tiny coffee cups, which are appropriate which are diner size, just normal size coffee mugs. Like, I mean, they're not soup basins. I get it. I like having a bowl of coffee as well. I have very large coffee mugs. I like it, but I'm not going to be a snot about it at a at a yeah. diner. I have mixed feelings about big coffee mugs because I do like mm. having the coffee, but I find that if they're too big, my coffee gets cold. Mm, yeah, you know, if they're smaller with thicker ceramic yeah then it stays warm and i just noticed you have our pictures yeah our once a, our, our photo ops from once upon a time my first con you pumped oh. my con jerry <laughs> but the one line <laughs> <laughs> but the one line richard says in that episode which i always loved was um he tells lorelei you're like that tiny fellow on that mash program always anticipating things <laughs> and i was like fuck yeah radar <laughs> My dad loved that show. My husband loves that show. So we've seen more than enough. Everyone of a certain mesh. age. True. Everyone. I feel like the Brace Bridge is going to have to be our like safe word <laughs> at this point. It's like when we start to get Veer off, it's going to. So, so Brace Bridge. Brace Bridge <laughs> for six more seasons, guys. <laughs> Oi, with the poodles already. But anyway, so Brace Bridge. Brace no. Bridge. 
was it was a good season. It was a good season. Yeah, better than season one. Yeah. And, you know, and I think you said this um, during our season one chat that some things can be forgiven in a first season. And that's absolutely true with mm-hmm. any given show as it's kind of finding its its footing. I mean, look at fucking DC Legends of Tomorrow. I don't I know if you know. We both watch 8,000 hours of television a week. Very Nothing little overlap. <laughs> it's amazing it's and horrifying. Kind of crazy. But so anyone that watches or curious about it, the first season of DC's Legends of Tomorrow is a bit rough. Not quite sure what they want to do with this cast of characters and whatnot. But I feel like definitely season two, definitely by season three, they've just kind of figured, fuck it, we are going to be the most fun show um, hour of television that there is and they're very like tongue-in-cheek about their well, little references they get a little meta and it's i saw it's that they fun. have i saw a spoiler that they're gonna have or a spoiler alert <laughs> <laughs> that baby from supernatural is gonna be oh on an episode i would not be surprised like legitimate dean like dean's baby with- oh with the and it looks and- like it looks like it's going to be end up in the same universe. I'm assuming as French Mistake from Supernatural, hmm. um, because they're on set, <laughs> like they stumble on on location oh, sure. where they're filming Supernatural. Yeah. So spoiler alert for Legends of Tomorrow, guys! Oh, that'd but be it's fun. been all over. It's been all over my newsfeed because my You're Supernatural shit was. And really I'm not exciting. caught up with um, Legends, but I always love their crossover episodes, all the DC universe. It's not a crossover episode. There's not going to be any, like... But still, of course Legends would have actual baby on the car. Or baby on the car. Baby on the car. <laughs> baby on the car. Like, baby raising Arizona. Car. Baby around the car. <laughs> oh. Brace bridge. Did you- <laughs> The brace bridge, and they had the baby on the horse truck carriage. <laughs> on, the, on the horse. <laughs> on the horse. Well, I, I, you know, I agree with you though. I generally think TV shows really find their stride in season three. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of the general rule. Season one is usually a mess. Yeah, with few exceptions. Mm-hmm. Um, I and agree. Season two is like they're starting to gel, and then season three, it's like they've got their they're shtick down mm-hmm. they got everyone in the cast and crew is fairly comfortable and usually from there it either goes up or down yep. like Shit's creek <gasps> has been consistently better oh yes every single year um i completely agree I'm very i gesticulating i've always <laughs> very dramatic <laughs> these hand gestures jazz hands i've always it's yeah great to do on an audio thing <laughs> it is <laughs> i'm just gonna sit here and laugh I got a lot like, of <laughs> doing funny things guys i got a lot of visual aids <laughs> for you guys a chart. <laughs> now My I'm just going to act out memes. A Venn diagram. Um, Do the squat and squint. Or the, the angry lady and the cat. <laughs> Brace bridge dinner. Brace bridge dinner. But I agree that this oddly works. Um, <laughs> around seasons three and four of any given show, in my opinion, are generally their peak seasons. Yes, with very few exceptions. I think very Supernatural, one of their best seasons was season five. I don't but remember which one was season five. That was with, you know, the swan song at the end when Sam. Spoilers for Super. I'm sorry. It's been 15 years. <laughs> Fuck you. If you're not caught up if by now. If you're not Jesus. caught up. But when, if you don't somehow have, don't have, haven't seen the gif <laughs> somewhere. No, like, so this, the finale of it was supposed to be the series finale. Oh. 
when Sam like is possessed by Lucifer and he jumps into the pit. Oh, okay. And you know, we get the famous hey ass butt yeah. from Cass. So that was a fantastic season. Wasn't it's not even my favorite season of the series, but I think it's probably story wise yeah. one of the strongest. I would agree. I, I, remember, I remember very little, but I mean, I remember ass butt. I don't remember anything. I don't remember. But I agree. Because Jensen Ackle. What you said sounds true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't question her knowledge of Supernatural. Bracebridge. Bracebridge dinner. What season on Once Upon a Time was um, the Peter Pan storyline? Was that around three, four? I want to say probably around season Because I really liked four, that storyline. I, I want to say. I mean, it made everything really confusing and slightly more incestuous, but I loved their take on the Peter Pan fairy tale. And yeah. that was one thing that I always liked about Super... Or, <laughs> Super time. I'm just going to point to the picture behind me. Visual aids. Visual right? aids. Oh. You mean serenity? Serenity. <laughs> I got so much. Sadly enough. Once upon a time. Firefly yeah. never got a chance to get to see. No. And. Maybe you'll tolerate me for Firefly sometime. Absolutely. I can watch Firefly a whole bunch of times. Forever. It's great. Nonstop. Forever. I used to watch. Um, I'd watch it like I'd have it on as background when we first started doing working from home stuff and I would send messages to my friend when, when Mal is mean to, to oh Kaylee. Oh yes. Cause I, and, her I, and then dress. he, her dress and he's like, he's so mean and it makes me so mad every time. See, I used so to I'd always text too. her and I'm like, Mal's being mean to Kaylee again. She's like, ah, you made it that far by this time. Good job. Yeah. So I have not, I used to, put it on as background but i can't because i just start watching it and like fuck mm -hmm. i gotta work mm -hmm. um but anyway Bracebridge. so Bracebridge dinner Bracebridge. i think i think we're pretty much i think that's a sign though that we're about done talking yeah. about season two we've, of gilmore girls i think so i think we've covered pretty much all of it all well as things. much of it as we can yeah christopher is now so we're ending season two with jess is back mm -hmm. rory's going to washington dc mm -hmm. chris left Mm -hmm. Lorelai's bitter. Mm -hmm. Suki and Jackson are married. Mm -hmm. Luke is buying real estate so Taylor can't. <laughs> so Taylor can stop burying people around Stars Hollow. Luke is saving lives <laughs> by buying everything. Dean is freaked out about his girlfriend, mm -hmm. rightfully so, since she kissed. Like, he is at the wedding with her. She runs off and kisses. Yes. Shady. Yeah. Shady. Yeah. Damn, teenagers. Although Jess is cuter than Luke. Mm -hmm. We didn't talk that much about Jess, but I think we'll get more into him in season three. I think so, too, because I know there's some moments where it's mm -hmm. it's a little up and down for me. Yes. And they have not yet bought an inn. Because they no. talked about opening their own inn. And then Lorelai was really mean to Suki, and that made me mad. And again, not a good friend. Everyone but... being mean to Suki makes me mad. Mm -hmm. Like... There was a scene where like Jackson was really sleepy in the morning. Yeah. And I was <laughs> like, dude. That is a mood, as the kids would say. <laughs> yeah. Or I love how they always just go to Suki's house for breakfast. Like, what time do things happen? Exactly. In this town? How does what time does school I don't know if people email you if you, you have an email address. Can someone on the East Coast, if you listen, please, please let explain. us know what time things start? Because for us, and I think it really is because we're in Wisconsin and yeah. we are very much Midwest an agricultural based society. Mm -hmm. Like our my kids are on the bus to go to school at seven in the morning. Dinner yeah. is at five o'clock at night. Yeah. And I'm in bed by eight. Yep. Because I'm old. 
I'm in bed around 11, 1130 because I stay up way too late. But then it's, you know, I still have to get up at the butt ass crack of dawn with the yeah. kids and shit. So well, I, yeah, don't, it's I don't early. go to sleep usually at eight, <laughs> but I'm in bed at yeah. eight watching The Office. Uh, like it's gotten to the point now. And this is sad. Like I have a hard time falling asleep without The Office playing in oh. the background. One of my go to's. Maybe you can tolerate me for The Office. One of my go to's is, um, oh God, I love The Office. Um, right? Is Sherlock. Sherlock is one that I can always just put on. If it's not a true crime thing, I can put Sherlock on. And I get so bored with watching Sherlock. Oh, so I guess I've it would work out for me too. So many times. But hey, oh, I love it. Anyways, Bracebridge, Bracebridge dinner. dinner will continue. <laughs> the <in> longest <laughs> dinner ever. That is going to be our safe word now. It is. Well, thanks for listening, guys. And I think we did a little bit better job of raining it in hopefully this can just be one episode i think it will be it should be fine so (laughs) all right well thanks for listening guys and bye Bye. Bye 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 bye